0: questions that was often wrestled over down through the history of the church was about whether prayer should be more about quantity or quality in the western church which is sort of our tradition in the catholic church obviously there was a whole range of opinions but it seemed to be that there was more of a focus on the quality of prayer trying to reach a real place of encounter Whereas in the Eastern Church, kind of more from the Orthodox tradition, there was more of a focus on quantity. Now that's a huge generalisation, but it might just be a useful way of breaking this open. That when you think about love, some people will say that the word love is spelt T-I-M-E. That it's more about just spending time with someone that i mean if you think about this with how you spend time with friends or family you know i'm sure you would spend hours with them you might go you know long drives walking along the beach just sitting around dinner and i'm sure you never get anxious about how distracted you are you know i've never met someone who says i think i should stop talking to my friend because every time i talk to them i get distracted because we just seem to assume that Just spending time with them is enough. And yet when it comes to prayer, I've heard so many people say that they feel like giving up because they get so distracted. So maybe there's a point where we need to say that simply spending time or wasting time is a good thing. You know, I once heard it described that prayer was basically defined as wasting time with God. That there is something about the nature of relationship where even if it doesn't seem like anything's happening, you are growing deeper in love. And you are growing as a person. You're growing in faith. You know, if, if you think of prayer as being like food, you know, you sit down and eat dinner and you don't necessarily see yourself growing taller or wider for that matter. I mean, sometimes you do. But... A lot of the time you eat and you don't really think about it, but you eat because you know you have to. It's not necessarily about the quant- about the quality of the experience. You, you don't expect every meal to transform your life, but you do expect it to sustain your life. So maybe we need to think more of prayer in this way. You know, in the Orthodox tradition, they had this, this strong idea of praying constantly And so they had this idea of like the Jesus prayer, where they would simply repeat over and over again this prayer of saying, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, have mercy on me, a sinner. And they would repeat this endlessly throughout the day as they were working, as they were doing ordinary stuff around the fields. And the idea was that the prayer would just become part of you. It was almost like you're breathing But it meant that you were constantly meditating. You know, and so in in the last episode where I spoke about meditation, and aware that this can seem like a, a really hard thing to do, down through the history of the church, there have been ways where people have found simple ways to meditate. You know, very ordinary ways to just sit in the truth. Jesus loves me, you know, God delights in me. It might just be taking a scripture and repeating it over and over again. Or maybe just simply taking the word Father and repeating that. And I think this is where it brings us back to this essence of what are we encountering in prayer? You know, when I spoke about meditation in the last episode, normally these days the only time we hear people talk publicly about meditation it's more in the sense of Eastern mysticism. And it's, a, it's an idea of meditation which has probably come more from a Buddhist tradition where you're trying to enter into a space of nothingness, an absence. And there's this belief that you are somehow reaching enlightenment by leaving behind all your feelings and all your desires and you just enter the nothingness. Christian meditation is the complete opposite because we're not encountering nothing, we're encountering someone. You know, we're trying to go beyond our broken desires and untrained feelings inside of us, but we're seeking to now master those things by encountering the one who loves us, the one who transforms us. And this, I think, is where it brings us back to this meditation on the love of the Father. You know, when Jesus taught us to pray, he taught us the Our Father. And so many people have tried to write meditations on this and break it down line by line and create a whole way of Christian living based on this prayer. I once heard a Jesuit talk about this, and he basically said the most important word in the whole of that prayer is the word father in fact you if you find it difficult trying to list off all the words just that one name father summarizes the whole prayer because the the purpose of the whole christian life is that we would know that we have a father who loves us and that we would become children of that father so as i said what we're meditating on is the love that God has shown us. We're we're meditating on how God has shown us that love through Jesus Christ. As Jesus says, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So as you meditate on the mercy and compassion and the grace of Christ, this becomes a window into the grand mystery of the heart of God. And so we need to learn how to encounter Sometimes that encounter involves a prayer which just is unending, as in something like the Jesus prayer. But really at the heart of it, we're trying to bring ourselves to a place where we can just know that we have a Father and that we are loved. So I think, if I can say it this way, the, the goal of prayer and the goal of the Christian life is to learn how to be a child, You've got to learn how to be a son. You've got to learn how to be a daughter. We live in the world as though we are orphans. We live as though our father has abandoned us and that we're we're left on this planet to try to survive, to make up the rules as we go, to try to just get by with whatever joy and pleasure we can find. And so we end up living in this self-sufficiency. We we end up fighting and struggling and, and all of the struggles we have with rejection and defensiveness, that, that's because we, we're operating like orphans. We need to come to a place where we know that we're not orphans. You know, Jesus says this explicitly in, in John chapter 14. He says, I'm not going to leave you orphaned, but see, I'm coming to you. He he then pours out the Holy Spirit upon us, the Spirit which says that, you know, you've not received a spirit of fear, but you've received a spirit of adoption, a spirit that cries out, Abba, Father. This is the spirit that animates the heart of prayer. You know, as I said in the last episode, prayer is not about trying to make a sacrifice to appease this distant God. It's about learning how to rest in the arms of that God. And that can be the hardest journey to take. You know, depending on what your experience of life has been, there's a good chance that you have lived very self-sufficiently and your walls of defensiveness and fear dominate your life. The idea of being able to make yourself a child again If you could imagine yourself crawling onto the lap of your father and just letting him wrap his arms around you and embrace you. For some people that sounds like a very consoling image, but for other people that sounds utterly terrifying. They could never imagine that with their own father, let alone with God. This is the goal of prayer. The whole goal of prayer is to try and heal that wound. Because that wound is what is destroying your life. You know, when, when the scriptures talk about the idea that the enemy was so jealous of our inheritance that all he could do was try and destroy it. He knew that he couldn't take away our eternal salvation, but he could plant lies within us so that we would despise it and hate it. That's the fruit of what the enemy's done in us. And so we need to learn how to become children again. And so really, at the heart of prayer, there has to be this praying for the grace of the Holy Spirit, praying for this grace of adoption that we could call God Abba, that we could learn to rest in the arms of the Father, that we could could let God delight in us. You think... How many times you go through life and you've done something amazing, you've just performed something beyond your ability and you naturally look around to see if anyone saw it, if anyone acknowledged it. Does anyone recognise how hard you're working? And so often we're disappointed because no one knows or no one cares. But if in those moments you can look up and realise that you have a father who delights in you, You've got a father who saw that. He rejoices over it. He knows your stress. He knows your pain. He knows how much you're trying. And he delights in you. That's meditation. That's prayer right there. And, and, and that is, that's the essence of the encounter you're looking for. You know, when we talk about encountering God in prayer, we're not looking for a feeling of consolation. We're, we're looking for a truth of knowing that God is there and that God delights in you. And that's something which goes beyond feelings. That's, That's something which is deep in the core of your being. You know, if you can allow God to see you and to acknowledge your goodness and to rejoice over you, I think you're going to find that you experience a lot of healing and I think you might find that your whole way of living life starts to change. If we can learn how to be sons and daughters of God, we're going to find that very quickly we reach a place of real maturity in prayer because prayer will no longer be an effort talking to someone distant, but it will just be the most natural thing resting in the arms of the one who loves us.